You're listening to the Unplugged Goddess Podcast, a podcast where we can unplug and talk about real life shit. My name is Kelsey, and I'm here to inspire you to love yourself and find your worth. Join me every Wednesday to unplug and talk about all things self-love, empowerment, dating, and so much more. Get ready for raw conversations meant to inspire you and help you tap into your highest self. So, are you ready to love yourself, goddess? Hello, goddesses. Welcome back to another episode of the Unplugged Goddess podcast. I am your host, Kelsey Burchett. And in today's episode, I am super excited to, first of all, be starting off this June month. It's going to be all about wellness. And I'm really excited to kick it off this month with a special episode. I'm going to be interviewing Katie, who is the founder of Viv for Your V, which is an earth-friendly period care brand that delivers toxin-free period products right to your door each month. And Viv is also a female-founded brand that is really all about breaking stigmas around periods and really strives to put the word out there because they feel like periods aren't talked about enough or they're not like normalized or people get embarrassed about it. So we go into a super in-depth conversation about how to really break period stigmas. And she also will talk a little bit about her brand and how it all got started And if you guys are interested, I just want to mention that there is a promo code that you can use. It's just Unplugged Goddess. If you want to check out their products and purchase anything, this will get you 15% off if you use Unplugged Goddess at checkout. So I will leave everything down below in the little description bar. So make sure to check that out if you are interested in following her on social media and their brand and everything like that. I'm super excited to bring you guys this episode, so let's just jump right into it. Hello, Katie. Welcome to the podcast. I am so excited to have you on today. How are you doing? Hello. I'm good. I'm excited to be here. Well, I'm so excited. So you guys, Katie is the founder of Viv. I'm saying that correctly, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So before we jump into it, we're going to really just kind of be discussing um, her company and how to really break period stigma because it's such an, un I don't know, it's, it's not a very comfortable topic to most people to talk about their periods and to talk about all that. So I'm really excited to get to talk to Katie today about her brand and how she how her brand breaks into, you know, breaking period stigma and all of that. So Katie, would you like to start with maybe just giving us a little background of you and how you, you know, what sparked you to start your company? Yeah, absolutely. So I had been taking a class and I went to Boston College and graduated in May of 2019. So I'm 22, so pretty young founder, but was working on a class project in an entrepreneurial marketing class. And I, I kind of joke that Viv is just a class project I never started working, stopped working on. Mm. Um, yeah, so I mean, <laughs> I 
since past graduation. Um, so that's really where the idea was born, like on paper. Um, and then over time, when I gave like my final, which was a pitch, I realized how much I loved it and was taking notes of all of the feedback, the judges that my professor brought in were giving. And I kept asking follow-up questions, even though it was like, you know, technically done with the class. It was, it was winter break for me then. I could have just <laughs> followed off and not listened to a word. Um, mm-hmm. But I think in that moment when I was like intensely writing down all of these, this feedback, I realized that I, I wasn't quite done with this and started utilizing a lot more university resources and talking to students and doing my own extensive research in this space and periods in general, but also like the industry and the products and so much of it. And one day I just realized that I was really building a company and I wasn't just like working on this project anymore. Wow. That's so cool. I've definitely had a lot of projects like that in college too. And that's cool to be able to take something that, you know, was just supposed to be a project, but then you get all of this amazing feedback and you're like, wait, this could be my company. Yeah, exactly. That's pretty much how it came about and doing a bunch of research and being like, wait, there's, there's a need for this. Like no one. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so you guys, um, you offer, so it's all earth friendly period care and I saw too on your website. So do you guys do, um, like period care packages or what is your, what is your niche? Yeah. Um, so yes, earth friendly period care products. And what that means is, um, the core material of our products is actually made out of an organic bamboo fiber, um, which is mm. more like sustainable of a crop than the typical cotton or even organic cotton products out there. Um, and there's also no plastic in our products. And what a lot of people don't realize is traditional period care products, pads, tampons, have a ton of plastic waste. Um, so like one pad is equal to about four plastic bags traditionally. Um, and then our products to kind of work against that are completely plastic free and they're biodegradable. Um, so you could save as much as the plastic equivalent of 48 plastic bags by using one Viv box is how we word wow. it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's interesting because even when I was studying this, I had never known there was that much plastic involved in the products I was mm-hmm. using, um, which I think is ridiculous that having had a period for so long in my life, I had mm-hmm. just found that out. Um, I don't think there's enough transparency in ingredients and how these products are made. Um, so that was a big motivation there too. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I feel like even me, just um, I'm 23. And so, yeah, you grow up and I've used, you know, not like natural or organic tampons in the past. And then just recently I started, you know, looking into a more um, organic type of type of tampon. And I've also just recently started transitioning into like the period cups. And so I just think it's crazy that we aren't really aware, like what we are putting into our body. I think it's like, now I look back and I'm like, why I look at the ingredients on like different, like tampons. And I'm like, why is there so much stuff in these? (laughs) And why am I putting this into my body? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's, I think the big thing with that is 
the fact that we weren't really talking about periods much, like with mm-hmm. our friends, and we kind of moved towards clean beauty first because everyone's cool with talking about makeup and skincare. Like there's not much shame that's put on us in those spaces. Yeah. Um, but when we're not talking about a subject, especially something as big as periods that affect so much as the population, we're not going to start also thinking about the products and like what we're putting on and in our body as well. And so yeah. like, creating more conversation around it um, for us is a big way of combating this like lack of transparency and knowledge in the space. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And so do you guys right now, are you just doing um, pads? And I know you do like the um, the cups. Do you guys do any tampons or, or what is, what comes in your period care box? Yeah. So right now we offer either subscription or one-time purchase, um, for pads and liners. Um, Mm. so those are the bamboo fiber-based biodegradable ones. And then we also now just added menstrual cups to the line. Um, and then pretty soon in the next um, month or so we're planning on releasing our tampon option, Um, so that's been just taking a little bit longer because we do want to be really mindful about the level of sustainability with that product. Cause I mean, it's, it's one thing to get a product to be toxin free and organic, which our products are, but it's another thing to make it plastic free. Um, and so instead of just releasing something with a bunch of plastic, we want it to be more intentional. Um, so we're intending on, um, releasing a organic cotton, um, product with a plant-based applicator, um, really soon. Um, so that's been something that's been going on in the background for a while. Ever since we started, we've been really pushing to get a tampon option and we're excited that things are moving along. Um, and we'll get that soon. That's been a big thing. Our customers have been requesting. Yeah, that's awesome. And you may have, um, said this but excuse me if I have missed it how long have when did you start the company yeah um so the class project I was referring to is um, yes um, fall of 2018 so that's like idea stage I honestly didn't even know I was starting a company um Mm -hmm. later um I did an accelerator during my senior spring semester of college um during January 2019 time till May 2019. So that's when I was like, okay, like I'm building something. Uh, But overall, we launched our pre-orders in October of 2019. um, And then we started fully shipping out in January 2020, which is now like only a few months ago. Wow. Um, So lots changed in the past year in so many ways, but especially for Viv. Um, But yeah, that's, we're fairly new. Yeah, that's awesome. And it seems like you have some team members on on as well. Are they, um, which is awesome. I feel like you don't see that a lot, especially you're so new. And so you already have, you know, kind of some people behind you. Um, are they like your close friends that kind of wanted to start this journey with you? Or did you find them? Yeah, that was... Um really interesting because um, I was a solo founder and still a solo founder for so, so long. And so in the back of my head, when I was doing all those like late nights of packing boxes in my apartment and going to markets and, you know, going and pitching, I was mm-hmm. always alone. And this was like, it was me and Viv and I like considered Viv as another person. So it was like <laughs> only of a journey. 
Um, <laughs> but finally, um, about a few months ago now, one of my good friends, Izzy, who is head of business development at Viv, um, she was been helping me along the way as just a friend. So like coming and helping me pack boxes when we got our first shipment. And I mean, this is really early stage startup stuff, like 20 mm-hmm. big boxes arriving at my little walk-up apartment in Boston. <laughs> we like running up and down the stairs because my building definitely doesn't have an elevator. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> in my apartment as like the FedEx guys outside and having mm-hmm. her like help me with that journey and knowing what it's like to like hand package like 800 pre-orders in a living room. Um, so she was doing stuff like that and like That's going awesome. to markets with me and even, you know, coming to my pitch competitions as a friend to be supportive. And I think mm-hmm. she was just like really excited with what I was, with what I was doing. Um, and she was working in like finance and operations at this like big company. Um, and she was, felt like she wasn't learning a lot, didn't love her job, um, was thought there was so much more out there to do. And um, one day she just came over and we were hanging out and she was like, Kitty, I want to join you. Like, I want to be a part of Viv if you'll take me. And I was like, yeah, I've been looking for someone for so long. And it was just like right in front, like under my nose, like right in front of me all along. Yeah. Um, She's like, why haven't you hired me yet? Hello? (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, over the past few months, she's joined the team and things have just been so much more productive and we've gotten so many more ideas moving along faster. And it's just amazing you know, what you can do with two people instead of one. So that's been right. really awesome. Yeah. I think that's so awesome. And so when you started Viv, did you, I know you said it started from, you know, the school project that you were doing. Did you fully just be like, okay, I'm going to launch this and see what happens? Or did you have any side jobs in between to have like kind of that safety? Or did you just go full in? I'm doing this. This is happening. Yeah, that's a really good question. I've had quite a like roller coaster of a journey with this whole aspect. So um, I mean, going into my senior year, pretty early on, like November, when I was still just working on this as like a homework assignment, basically for a class. Mm -hmm. Um, I had signed a full-time job offer and I was just, I was in an undergrad business school and I was watching all of my friends that were in finance, like have jobs before they even entered their senior year of college. And I was a marketing concentration. So some of the jobs were a little bit later on into the year. Um, but I still was just, I'm a very like competitive person as well as someone at the time who seeked like stability or just like wanted to like do well, um, was always really motivated. So I just like basically signed the first job offer I received and was like, mm-hmm. Good, I have a job like after graduation, even though that's many months from now. Um, and then I'm, you know, doing an accelerator through BC and I'm like, okay, yeah, we're going to keep going. And then applied to another accelerator called the SSE Venture Partners Accelerator. Um, this put together by some BC alumni um, and a few weeks before I graduated, got into that. And this whole time, my like full-time job offer is just like waiting in the horizon. <laughs> <laughs> and I I had kept, I picked like the latest start date possible, which was like mid-October, knowing I was going to be do- now doing this accelerator throughout the summer that goes to like end of August. Mm. I was like, oh, I have time to like figure it out, like whatever. 
but and so I mean, doing this accelerator, I'm really starting to build a business now. I'm identifying manufacturer, building a brand, you know, getting our website up, like really preparing for like pre-order launch in October, mm-hmm. um, which is also when I was, you know, supposed to start my full-time job. Um, and around September, I called them and was like, hey, can I like push my start date back? And they're like, eh, I don't know. And I was like, well, I'm working on this new mission. I'm trying to bring like sustainable period hair products to the greater population and like tried to get this, like inspirational speech. And they were like, oh, okay, like I'll let you know. And then they're like, totally fine. Like love the work you're doing. Good luck. And I was like, amazing. Um, so I bought some time, you know, I had till January. I was like, okay, I'll see how things are going uh, like a little bit before January and reevaluate that. Um, and then our pre-orders come and in the first three weeks we sold like over 700 boxes and I was like, okay, like things are going okay. Like I mm-hmm. want to go to this full-time job and even just seeing how many hours I was putting in at that point um, before we even had a product, I just knew it would not have been realistic to also do a full-time job with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was working like, you know, more hours than a full-time job on just Viv. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I was kind of freaking out because around like November, early December is happening. And I know this like full-time job is like still on the horizon. Um, And on the weekends and stuff, I would do like wag dog walking and whatnot to like help with income. Yeah. Um, As well as, you know, utilize like my entire life savings. So, (laughs) (laughs) but eventually um, I was like, okay, like if I don't do this now, like when am I when am I ever going to do this again? Like I put so much time at this point and effort and into this and I'm seeing some traction. Like why would I stop now? Mm-hmm. Um, and luckily I have a very supportive family who felt the exact same way. They're like, you've put so much time and hustle into this. Like don't stop yet. Um, full, see, like see where this can go, you know, um, write it out. And so I listened to them and I scheduled a phone call like with the recruiter person um, to like renege my job offer, um, mm. that I signed. And I was honestly like, so nervous for this. Um, and I had like talked to multiple of my mentors ahead of time. I'm like, okay, like how do I word this conversation? Like freaking out. Yeah. Um, and then finally the call happens and like, I kid you not, it was probably like a 20 to 30 second call, like at the longest. Um, and they were just like, okay, uh, just if you haven't gotten your sign on bonus yet, that's fine. And uh, good luck with your startup. That's too bad. Like end of like, hang up as I'm like saying, thank you. Um, oh so, my like, gosh. <laughs> and in that moment I was like, okay, well clearly at this company, I was probably just going to be like a number to them rather than an asset and like be bringing anything of like full value. So mm-hmm. it was like, oh, okay, cool. And Honestly, like I have zero regret at this point doing that um, because ever since I like took reneged the job offer, I started becoming a lot more like productive, I realized. Mm -hmm. And um, there was not this whole like safety net under you of like, oh, this doesn't work. Kind of full in. Yes, exactly. Like full in like, okay, like this is all I have. Like it has to work, you know? Mm -hmm. And yeah, things got better and things started moving faster. So it was for the best. Yeah. Yeah. I totally believe that. And I think it's always like, if you were scared to do something or if you were, are fearful, I always think like 
I, you're meant to do that and you're meant to like take that leap and see where it goes. And I'm personally kind of going through the same thing right now to where, so I recently um, got laid off due to COVID-19 and I've been like going back and forth with wanting to start my own business and to really invest more time into my podcast and do these other things. But it's like, when I had that full-time job, I, you really can't do both because it takes so much time to, you know, try to pursue different avenues. And you, you have, you know, um, experienced that firsthand to where you put so much time into something and you can't really, you're like, how am I supposed to do both? And so now getting laid off, I'm like, okay, I really don't have a choice. Like I can fully pursue what I want to pursue now. And it's terrifying, but (laughs) I think it's, I think it's what I'm meant to do. And so your story is inspiring me right now to just go fully into it. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. And it it is scary. And, and that's something even I entered 2020 with the mindset, like doing more things that scare me and like every aspect of my life, just because yeah. how well it works and how much you can grow from it. And it is probably very daunting having like been laid off and then being like, okay, what's next? But I love how you're taking it as an opportunity to work on something you're so passionate about and already like have that platform that exists. And now it's more of like, okay, now this is an opportunity rather than a downfall and you can mm-hmm. spend time on it, which is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So what does your company do to really try to break period stigma? Because I imagine it's probably, I feel like it's a hard I don't know, talking about periods and having a business all about periods, I imagine it's it's this awkward, not awkward, I mean, it shouldn't be awkward, but we as society view it as this, you know, untouched kind of category. And we do like make it awkward sometimes, you know, like people think like, ew, periods, like gross, and no one wants to talk about it. So how do you guys, you know, really go about talking about all of this? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, that's that's a big thing is that people don't like talking about it. And for us, it's about unpacking why and then how we can start creating more conversation around it. Because, you know, we, we differentiate a lot as a brand based on our product, but a bigger way that we want to differentiate is our brand and like our voice. Um, so we tend to be more activist minded and on our social, we do speak up about things that we think that other brands kind of like hide or dust under the rug. Um, we want to be incredibly transparent. Um, but early on, way before I even had a product like identified or even was like thought we were going to be selling anything anytime soon, the first thing I wanted to do was build an online community. Um, so we created a Facebook group called that was simply called like let's talk about periods Um, and different menstruators could gather on it and we still have it today. Um, And then it's literally just where people can talk about menstrual health, but it was also a place where people would talk about like what it's like to be a woman in today's world. And we would get things like cool feminist Halloween costume ideas and such a variety Mm. of topics. And um, first and foremost, like 
we are wanting to start a conversation and like understand what's lacking um, in this space. And I really think it is a brand that's being a little bit more blunt, a little bit more vibrant and not making this like either a luxury organic brand, but no, like this is a real brand with real people behind it. Um, so we even made these stickers called talk about periods and early on we were, especially like before COVID, we were going to a lot of markets and tabling events, um, something called the Boston women's market. We were going to a lot and we would just have our products out, but we would mainly people would, you know, walk by, look really confused. Sometimes people looked very uncomfortable and want to like run away. Sometimes people were very intrigued, you know, all kinds of reactions, but we would just start and be like, Hey, like, want to talk about periods with us? And they were just immediately like, huh? Um, but that come <laughs> and talk to us about it. And um, we would just start like talking about like Viv and who we are and then start talking about periods. And then once you like kind of break that ice and that shell of like people being like, oh, I can't talk about this. Then people would just start like spilling and just like talking about it nonstop. And they're like, oh my gosh, like finally – it almost seems like a relief that someone's like willing to talk about it. And we want to be that mm-hmm. brand that breaks the ice and like really opens up this conversation for more people. Um, so we've been doing that through our social media, through blog posts of like talking about individual topics in this space. Um, we're also partnering with like a menstrual cycle um, coach who's going to help answer a lot of questions our community and our customers have just about periods that we honestly don't know a ton about. Um, So those are, those are a few things we're doing and just um, trying to like be that voice for others. Yeah. I love that. I think that's so awesome. And I think, yeah, that's what a lot of people need is just that safe place where they can feel like they can talk about these things and they feel open to it. And I think that's such a great point to where when like people don't want to talk about it, but then when you present it to them in a safe space and you're like, let's talk about it, they just spill out their entire heart because, because it's not talked about a lot. And so I think that's so awesome that you guys do that and you're very transparent and open, especially about the ingredients that you're, you know, using too, because I feel like and you see this a lot to where, you know, products will say, you know, organic or this or that, but then you look at the ingredients and it's still like, they do have, you know, it's not all the way organic or it's not completely clean. Mm -hmm. And so it's this like misconception of, okay, is it actually organic? Is it actually, you know, toxin free? And so I love that you guys just put it out there. Like, this is what we use. This is our product. And you're not like afraid to, not throw other companies under the bus, but I mean, just be very transparent about what you guys are doing. Yes, exactly. And I think that, you know, menstruators and people with periods, we deserve to know that and we deserve to know what's going in our bodies and, and receiving that information. But another thing that we really care about is the access to these products. And a big thing is, um, these like products that are labeled organic, sustainable, um, in everything, not just period care products, but, um, even like household cleaning supplies and beauty products. A lot of times when they can make those labels, um, they're usually really expensive or much more premium price products. Um, Mm -hmm. so to me, when I was doing a lot of research, it just seemed like sustainable meant targeted to wealthy people. 
Um, and I just didn't think that was fair or made sense, um, especially based on our mission. And so when specifically pricing our products, um, I wanted to ensure that we could do something that was accessible to more people and was relatively affordable, even for a product that is clean and sustainable and those things that typically people pay more for. Um, so there's a bunch of ways we kind of like intertwine our mission into our brand and who we are. And pricing is actually one of those things that people don't realize, but that's, that's part of our mission. We've been told multiple times like, oh, you could probably upcharge this. You know, people love sustainability. People love Mm -hmm. like, you know, this brand. It's like, yeah, but that's not who our audience is. Like we want to cater to anyone that is looking for a more sustainable option. Yeah. I love that because I do think that's why a lot of people don't want to choose, you know, organic um, beauty products or even like organic food for that matter. You know, it's oftentimes, yeah, it's very marked up. And so when people see like, oh, organic this, they're like, okay, expensive. And so I love that you guys are, you know, you're putting it at an affordable price and you even though people are like, you know, you could mark it up. I love that you guys, you're sticking to your mission and it's not, you know, essentially about like how much you could put it out there for. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And I mean, it is, it is difficult to build a sustainable brand, like much more difficult than I ever imagined going in. Mm -hmm. Um, So I definitely like now have so much greater appreciation for everyone out there that's doing this and that's building an earth-friendly brand of some sort in their space um, because it's hard. There's not a lot of innovation and, and not a lot of like different options and manufacturers that are doing this. Um, but for us, our way of like being able to create something more sustainable, toxin-free and affordable was by kind of innovating in our materials and bamboo fiber is actually super low cost because it grows like so fast abundantly without any fertilizers, um, which makes it really clean, but it also makes it really cheap. Um, So that allows us to price our products at a price that's similar to like the typical products with tons of chemicals in them. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's, it does take a little bit more thought of like, okay, how can we innovate in a way that isn't making something super expensive? Yeah. And I think that's so unique that it is made out of bamboo. That is like so mind-blowing to me because I would never think of that. It's so crazy and cool. Yes, um, definitely. I, I know it's not something I had originally thought of either. I was just more uh, talking to actually a professor at the science department at BC. And I was telling her this like problem I was trying to solve. And she was like telling me to like rethink the fibers. And I was like, okay, like what does that even mean? Uh, <laughs> so I'm doing all this research on different fibers that are work in a similar way that like cotton does. And I'm finding that there are so many other options out there that are better for the earth and cheaper. And there's so many more ways to innovate. Um, so then I stumbled upon, um, bamboo fiber and I was like oh like this is this is it this is perfect and I found it was actually softer than cotton it's more absorbent than cotton it's like naturally hypoallergenic and like naturally deodorizing I was like oh this is literally like checking all of the boxes this is exactly yeah. what I mean. um and I just think it's just something we aren't 
used to seeing in the U.S. quite yet. Um, And so we're really excited to try to introduce that. And it's more of now, like, how can we explain to customers like that this is a superior product? It's just something that's a little bit newer. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And so does your, um, the period care box, is that a subscription type of thing or is it, or can you just go and purchase it one time only or how does that work? Yeah. Um, so right now we're offering both, um, and we want to continue to offer both for a little while longer, especially given everything happening with COVID and people changing locations a lot, um, and the desire to kind of buy in bulk. So you can do um, one-time purchases of pads and liners. We also made a combo box, which is just a little bit more pads and a little bit more liners. Um, A regular box is about 12 pads, and a regular box of liners is about 14. Um, But we have a combo box, which is like 20 and 24 um, of both of those. Um, And kind of just like we noticed that people were – wanting to buy more more bulk recently, um, given everything that's going on. And so that's been actually pretty popular. Um, and then the menstrual cups are for like zero waste reusable. So those are all just one-time purchases as well. Gotcha. That is so awesome. I think it's such a cool product and it's such a cool idea because I've never, I mean, there probably is different period subscription boxes out there, but I've never heard of any, especially you know, being sustainable and, and so unique with your, with the bamboo and everything like that. So I feel like it's such a, such a unique product and it's a very cool, um, not like, I mean, I, it's kind of like exciting to think about, <laughs> like, you, like I want to go and buy some and see how the bamboo is like, it, it's yeah. exciting. <laughs> Isn't that funny how like periods can be so exciting? Um, Yeah, I'm like, that's weird. I'm usually, you know, not excited for (laughs) my period. But also you guys package it so cute, which again, makes it so much more exciting to want to have a cute box too. Yeah, we want to make it, you know, a better experience. It's not something we really look forward to every month is having a period. But Mm -hmm. um, it's so funny. We One of our first reviews we've got, it was like, it was titled, is it weird to look forward to my period now? Arrived um, <laughs> <laughs> um, to this like monthly package and I'll now like arrive at the door and it's this like cute message on the inside and they're reminded that they're like helping the planet in some way. And it's just makes the whole process of like not having to like disgruntledly like walk it, run through a store when you're out of products at the last minute. Cause you like forgot right. to buy any ahead of time and you're on your period and um, you have to go at checkout and there might be like some like weirdo at the checkout counter that you don't want to hang <laughs> the box to. Um, yeah. so just overall, it takes a lot of like discomfort and annoyance out of the process. And, um, we hope to continue to build that like positive atmosphere and relationship for our customers. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So before we end our call today, I have to ask, which, you know, since we're unplugged and being totally judgment-free, transparent, and I just think this would be funny, do you have any embarrassing period stories? Oh my goodness. I probably have like a million. (laughs) (laughs) Um, ooh, that's a great 
Great question. And the funny thing is now, like, I've been purposely trying to not feel any embarrassment around my period. Like, I'll yes, I'll be really blunt about like holding products and stuff in public, like trying to like break down the stigma. You know? <laughs> yes. um, but I will say that like my like, first period story, I feel like it was very different than a lot of people's. Um, and I, I was like in this felt like in a very comfortable, safe place. So that was great. Like I was home. I like cousin who's my best friend was over hanging out and my mom was like in the house. So I was like, okay, this is like pretty convenient. Um, and my cousin's a year older than me. And so she already had hers for like gear. And so she was like, you know, um, but what happened was like, most people are like pretty excited or like have like, you know, like, you know, just normal feelings about it. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, cool. Like I got it. And then their family is like, you're a woman. Like, whoa. (laughs) Did that be like start cheering? Um, Yeah. Let's celebrate it. Why not? Um, but instead I literally was so upset that I was going to have to have this every month (laughs) until like what 50. Um, (laughs) and I was just sobbed for hours. I like locked myself (laughs) in my room and cried for probably (laughs) hours straight until the point that my mom was like, you got to stop. Um, cause I was like, I have to have this, (laughs) (laughs) which was hilarious. Um, so not super embarrassing, but definitely just like so funny to look back on. Cause I honestly think that is like a more rational response than like wanting to throw a party. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. That's so funny. I think back to the first time that I started mine and I, I just remember like telling my sister, like, oh my gosh, I started my period. And I had like the excited response because I had (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Two older sisters that were already on like having theirs and I'm like feeling left out <laughs> and now I look back and I'm like oh my gosh I really celebrated about having this every month <laughs> <laughs> so funny. So, I love it. that's just funny too it's just funny to think about and look back on definitely well thank you so much for joining the podcast today it's been so fun to talk to you about your brand and how you started and you know what you're doing to really try to normalize periods and to make them you know not have such a stigma around our period and I think it's so awesome to to have this conversation. Thank you so much for having me today, Kelsey. This is this has been really fun. I'm like in a better mood now. <laughs> oh, yay. All right, goddesses. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Just a little reminder, if you guys do want to check out the Viv products that you can use Unplugged Goddess for 15% off your purchase. And I will leave any of the other details below and also a link to the website to make it easier for you guys. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and I will talk to you in the next one. Bye. Bye.